When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy. The great Sadat X, one of one, brand new, being punctured, about to get beat down. Slow down. You know what I'm saying? Come on, mother eppers and everything like that. The brand new being brother. And I'm giving a shout out to Sober is Dope podcast community for fighting addiction and mental illness. You understand? Addiction and mental illness. Anybody can have it, man. And it's not, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of, man. All we can do is help and uplift. Anybody struggling with it, man, you know it's love, man. Definitely coming from the Sober is Dope podcast community. So if you're feeling the type of way, reach out to them people, man, and they'll help you. Word up. Check it out. The Wild Cowboy with a lot of style boy, the great Sadat X. And once again, shout out to the Sober is Dope podcast community fighting addiction and mental illness let's band together y'all each one teach one love is love hello friends and family welcome to the sober is dope podcast i'm your host pop buchanan and today's segment of five minutes sobriety is talking about how to improve mental health and maximize potential now i can give you all the information in the world on mental health and recovery and comorbidities but we have a lot of episodes about that i want to talk about a more practical approach to mental health and something that i've been utilizing lately to help me in my recovery Um, one the most important aspect is really being mindful and paying attention to my health most importantly my nutrition and things that i eat and things that i do with my body Okay, there's a direct correlation between depression, um, mental illness, uh, mental breakdown, diet, nutrition, and lifestyle. So let me give you some give some context there. And I just want to qualify all of this with a disclaimer by saying this is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor, obviously. Please seek your physician for any health changes, anything like that. Do not take anything said on the Sober's Dope podcast as medical or scientific advice. I speak from my own experience, my own research. Although I reference science, I reference nutrition, I reference peer-reviewed studies and stuff that um, affect me that I use on my journey. I still want you to really be mindful that this is not medical advice, okay? And with that being said, I would like to really bring it home that there's a connection between the quality of life and your brain and your mind and your mental health. So I want to tell you a quick story on how this relates to me. The last three months, I really have been going back to the basics of sober, dope, and monk healing. As far as being mindful of my diet, nutrition, and holistic health. What does that mean? I cut out processed sugars. I want 100% cut out processed foods. I have been on a whole food, natural diet, ketogenic diet. Meaning I still eat meat. I still eat cheese and dairy and stuff. But I eat regular, normal food. 
you know, I don't eat any processed foods, any uh, processed carbs and breads. It's all of this is food. I've been 100% vegetables and fruits and blueberries and berries and antioxidants and water and teas and shakes and chia seeds, sea moss and uh, unsweetening almond milk and all of these different things that I just been, I have been using to one, bring my blood sugar down to a healthy level. There's a relationship between unhealthy blood sugar levels, diabetes, glucose and stuff like that. And literally depression. There's a connection between junk food and depression. And I'm explain why. Your brain is a powerful supercomputer. It needs a lot of energy to perform. And when you eat processed foods, heavy um, hydrogenated oils, like vegetable oils and stuff like that, fried foods, um, a lot of uh, alcohol, for example, and stuff like that, you dehydrate your brain and you don't give it the vital nutrient density it needs to perform. So what tends to happen is your brain gets really fatigued. You get a lot of mental fatigue, adrenal fatigue. You get burnt out. You can't think clearly, you know, um, and you can't really perform. That leads to anxiety and stress. It's a lot of, you need a lot of power to get up and go, right? This totally relates to sleep also. Now, we know there's a connection between poor sleep quality and sleep health and overall health and mental health. So let's go back to the basics, friends and family. It's one thing to say I'm not doing drugs and I'm not drinking alcohol, but if we're drinking coffee all day and we're eating bad foods and we're breaking day now, I'm the king of this. Now, I'm preaching to the choir, the popcorn and the kettle, kettle black, but I wanted to really changed my life for three months straight. This past Monday made three months of me being on a dedicated sleep cycle, dedicated exercise regimen, dedicated um, lifestyle change as far as diet and nutrition. And I wanted to come back and kind of like compare notes with you and say, okay, so I'm sober. I'm Mr. Sober's dope. And what? Was my quality of life really great three months ago? And the answer was no. I was frustrated all the time. I looked like shit. Didn't feel 100%. Um, I was burned. I burned out easily. I was breaking day. I was going to bed at 5 o'clock in the morning and waking up at 5 o'clock in the evening. So I had no daytime life. I was living this nighttime schedule. Extremely depressing. I had no kind of like... I was just... I was a mess, man. I know. I don't really don't even understand how I survived it. I developed a really bad condition called hyperosmia where I was had chemical sensitivity. Couldn't really deal with too many strong scents and chemicals, perfume, dyes, sprays, shampoos, soaps, whatever. It all bothered me. Um, I was really depressed, um, to be honest with you. And honestly, I connected everything back to what I was eating, my sleep patterns, my lack of exercise, the environment. I don't, I don't perform well in the wintertime. That's a, that's a reality. So I have to be very strong in the summer to build up for the winter. Um, and lastly, the number one marker was my blood sugar levels. So when I went to the doctors about I would say I took a blood test about two and a half months ago and my blood sugar level was my blood A1C was 6.1. 
all right? That means that I was pre-diabetic, but I was three points away from becoming diabetic or being diabetic, so I was pretty much diabetic. And that's the first time in my life I was diabetic. I mean, it was one time four years ago when I first started the Monk Healing page. Even before Sober's Dope, I launched the podcast. Though my whole online presence was about reduced sugar, health, and everything. Some of my old school heads would know, like, okay, this guy's Monk Healing. I remember I was posting all the vegan stuff and all of the low sugar. But just life took over and I had no real discipline. And um, that was the only time I was pre-diabetic. But fast forward, I have all of these issues. Like, you know, my skin wasn't feeling good. I didn't feel good. I felt like I couldn't really move. I had a gigantic belly. I had a lot of inflammation. You know, I was pretty much overweight. I didn't look as good as I could. Um, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. I was sleeping. I was eating whatever I want. I was. I had no nutrient density. Everything was upside down in my life. And then I developed, uh, I, guess I, I, I was sick. Uh, as you guys know, I, I had this weird situation where I had this ear infection that spread to my brain and um, I felt like I was not going to die and I just somehow, with the help of antibiotics, got out of that and outside of that, I think I developed the hyperosmia. So what's the point? The point is, uh, within only three months, I'm, I, I feel younger and I look better than I did in the last four, I would say three years. I kind of like turn back the clock a bit dramatically. We know that's the T. Lemire effect. So for anyone out there, I want you to know there's good news. If you make changes in your lifestyle today, tomorrow, meaning that in the future, if you are consistent with these changes, meaning that if your inputs can affect your output, um, you will have positive benefits. Meaning that if you reduce your stress levels, practice some form of ritual, whether you take a hot shower every night, you read a book before you go to bed, you practice yoga, you learn how to meditate, you go to the gym on a ritual, something that helps you de-stress. Then you have a moderate exercise regimen, which I recommend walking. Walking is the best form of exercise. You get a two-in-one. You get the natural environment, which your brain loves. You get the mindfulness. You get to pay attention to your environment, which your brain loves. If you do it in the daytime, you get the vitamin D and the sunshine, which your brain loves. This is all mental health stuff. So walking by far is the best exercise, you know, next to swimming and stuff like that. But walking is really good for you. Right, change the inputs. Um, then you change the output. Telomere effect. You know, um, what else? You eat um, diets high in fiber. That's the number one thing I learned. That's your best friend. Fiber. The connection between your gut microbiome is and and your overall mental health, physical health, psychological health is the most important factor I think to date. Based on all my research on nutrition, it's feeding your gut microbiota and your microbiome. And what does that mean? The only thing that your gut bacteria, which makes up everything about the human being, your gut bacteria is older than you and I, it's what makes us us. It's the primary driver of our epigenetic expression, our gene expression for this generation or next generation and for our future kids, even before we have kids. Okay, so the one thing that your gut bacteria thrive on is fiber, right? Fiber is the indigestible part of food that your body cannot absorb or digest 
It goes to your small colon. It feeds your gut bacteria. Your gut bacteria digests that for you and breaks it down. And then it passes out as um, a bowel movement, right? So fiber is the number one key. It moves cholesterol out the bloodstream. It does a lot of stuff for your health. So we're talking about a lot of tubers, a lot of vegetables, a lot of antioxidants. Increasing my fiber content in my vegetables every day and making that the most important aspect of my meals changed my genetic expression. I, I feel younger, I look younger, and I'm only three months in. I'm really excited about how I'm going to feel and look next summer. And I just got my life back and my mental health improved. I'm more creative. I started a comic book company. I wrote three books. I'm on my fourth book. I'm about to publish a Sober's Dope book. I wrote a new album in one week. I, um, I stronger, I, I, I do 17,000 steps a day, all of this stuff, because I, you know what it was? I said, and this is the number one part of this episode. The biggest takeaway of this episode is a tip on how I took my psychological approach to this. And I want you guys to really hear me here. This is right. Write this down. Go grab a pen and paper and really write this down. This is going to change your life, especially if you've been following Sober's Dope and especially if you're in recovery. And even if you're not in recovery, this is going to help you put things in perspective for your recovery. So the approach that I took three months ago to changing my life because I'm 42 and I'm going to be 43 in a month, exactly a month today, I'm going to be 43. Um, I have, I said to myself, I'm not good at diets. I'm not good at lifestyle changes outside of my recovery. I just focus on my recovery. I really need to change. I'm gonna be an old man in 10 years dying. I don't wanna be sick at 50. I don't wanna die at 60. I wanna live to be 90 and strong. I'm still young. 42 is young. I have eight years to really find all my, you know, 50 I'll be young, 55 I'll be young, 65 I'll be young. But I could blow it off if I don't change today. This is life and death. This is legacy. And this is the most important decision. How am I going to or what am I going to implement into my thought process that's going to help me perform and behave differently than the past 40 years when it comes to my sleep, when it comes to my nutrition and when it comes to loving myself and taking care of myself? The number one thing that I told myself, and this is the jewel, is I have to treat my diet, lifestyle, sleep, and nutrition just like I treat my recovery. I have to do it one day at a time, and there are no exceptions. Because if I don't eat right, if I don't eat clean, if I don't sleep right, if I don't sleep clean, if I don't de-stress, if I don't have a ritual and I don't have a, a, a process... I'm putting my recovery in jeopardy. So now let's stop playing games, Pop. We have to get serious. And one, and I woke up. Um, and, and and look, I'm a, I'm gonna really share some tea with y'all. You know, I've been watching a lot of Housewives, so I've been gonna share some tea with you. My um, I went to my girlfriend's mo- house, and you know, and her mother. It was for her mother's birthday, and I taught her mom about the ketogenic diet about five or six years ago. When I first discovered it, and I did very well, I reversed my pre-diabetes and all of that. I was healthy. I looked good. I did everything. And her, um, my girl's mom, she never stopped. She never stopped. She's like, a, she lost all her weight. She's healthy. She's like, 
See, just ladies like a superhero. And I went to visit, and I knew I wasn't doing well as far as, like, taking care of myself. As, I mean, like, look, I wasn't a slouch, but I just wasn't pop that everyone was accustomed to. So her mother pulled me aside and said, Joseph, I need to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, anything. It was her birthday. She said, I don't want no gifts for my birthday this year. I don't, only thing I want for you this year is for you to get back on your keto diet and I want you to get your weight under control because you know you're sensitive with sugar and you honestly look better a few years ago. You know, you gained a little bit of weight and you know, and I don't want you to, you know, she's like, what are you doing? Like, you just can't. And a little did she know, I was a little depressed because I developed this like a kind of like sinus condition called hyperosmia and chemical sensitivity, which is frustrating. And uh, the pandemic was hard on me and I lost my job. I was going through all of this stuff and it was just frustrating, man. And I maintained my recovery. But then after a while, I was like, look, man, like I could have some ice cream. I could have this. I should be able to have this. But taking those liberties had a negative impact on my health and my spirit and everything. And it didn't really make me feel better. It just made me feel worse and it made me look better and perform better. So I was a little ashamed when she pulled me aside because I held myself to a higher standard. And sometimes it takes somebody to really love you to say, yeah, you don't look that high, you, you know, and you could do better. You know, I remember one of my friends seeing me when I was drinking and he pulled me aside and I said, yo, man, I hope you're proud of me. He said, man, listen, man, I'm not proud of you. And I, and I, I was like, what are you talking about? He said, I know you to look better, man. I know you'll be a better version of yourself. I don't like what I see. And I, and it, I was embarrassed a bit, but I was drinking. I was, I was, I was a, a, a toothpick, man. I had no, I was just skin and bone. So I can understand when someone loves you and they're accustomed to seeing you strong and mighty, when you look weak or beat up, man, it's because you're not taking care of yourself. And we have to take care of ourselves. So back to the subject, how to maximize our potential and how to improve our mental health. Love yourself enough to change what you eat, you know, change how you live, change what you drink, change what you put in your body. Stop giving these corporations free reign, man. I mean, you, you'd be surprised how much chemicals is in a soda. Do you know it's about 17? Uh, don't quote me, but it's close. This is an approximation. There's about 15 to 17 tablespoons of, of, of sugar, a table sugar in, um, in a soda, in a can of soda, man. You're talking about in a naked fruit juice, there's almost 23 tablespoons of sugar. Sugar is one of the most corrosive substances on the planet. I don't care what anyone tells you, man. Sugar is the number one thing that causes inflammation outside of stress, smoking and alcohol and all these things at all. It's just sugar, man. You know, and the thing that I, I think that's there's healthy forms of sugar. You have stevia. If you don't drink, use stevia. Stevia doesn't affect your blood sugar. It's a healthy alternative. But processed sugars and processed foods is just a killer, man. These companies are designed to keep you addicted. It's just another drug, man. So I stopped drinking and I started getting addicted to food. And the food started killing me. I've seen people that stopped drinking alcohol and doing drugs and died of heart attacks and stuff before the drugs killed them because they just ate and did whatever they want. So my last thing is, okay, if you're new to recovery, I get it. The first year or two or three, you're going to eat a lot. You're going to have to rebuild your brain. You're going to be craving sugars. Do what you got to do to get through it. 
But once you get some time under your belt, remember that's not a permanent lifestyle. You want to really eat clean. Now, if you don't know how to eat clean, you have two options. And here's, here's the biggest thing that I learned. And I'm telling you guys, I know, no, I, I don't read everything you could imagine. I listen to every expert or I know what I'm talking about, man. Listen to me closely. This could change your life. If you're a person that loves sugar and you want to eat breads and sugars and stuff, then think about becoming a vegan or vegetarian. That means that you can't eat meat. The number one killer for people and the problem with insulin is when you mix animal fat with sugars and processed foods and processed carbs. Your body can't tolerate the oils, the carbs, and the sugars with the meat. Now, if you're a meat lover and you're like, I can't let go of my meat, then you have to let go of the sugars and the processed carbs and stuff. And you have to go on a more Mediterranean style diet or more of a ketogenic diet, meaning that you'll rely on fat as fuel, avocados, nuts, and eggs, and stuff like that. And that's just to get you over the threshold to your body becomes fat adapted and you could tolerate normal food, but... If you're sick and they tell you you're pre-diabetic or you're in the gym all day and you're wondering why I'm not losing weight and why is my blood sugar still high, you have to either cut the meat out and then you can do whatever you want. You stop eating meat, you can have your cereal, have your fruit, have all of that. You will see positive changes. I'll say stay away from the french fries and the fried foods and all of the garbage, but you know what I mean. You'll be able to have and tolerate sugar better. If you're, if you don't want to deal with sugar, if, if, if sugar is not your thing and it's just your meat, then you're going to have to just say, if I'm on meat, it's vegetables, healthy fats, and, and, your, and your protein. Try to get grass-fed when you can. Try to get pasteurized, organic, free-range chicken when you can. Check out places like Butcher Box. You can get really organic and um, grass-fed meats. There's nothing wrong with that um, in moderation. And also try to practice intermittent fasting in between all of that. That helps. Those are my tips. Drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of teas. Cut out the coffee. If you're going to drink coffee, don't drink coffee out of styrofoam cups and plastic cups because the hot liquid tears apart the styrofoam and all of that and it creates more chemicals and it puts all of these chemicals in your bodies and it's just disgusting so make your own coffee try to get your own organic coffee get a like a little travel mug try to have a coffee curfew drink a lot of water pray 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 so you listen to Sober's Dope, 5 Minutes Sobriety is turning to 21 Minutes Sobriety, and we don't care because we are dropping it like it's hot. I love you all. It is almost 11 o'clock, and usually I will sound super explosive, but because I've been changing my sleep patterns, I am getting a little tired because I'm reversing the negative effects of breaking day, and um, I'm looking forward to going to bed at least by 12. I think that's good for me. Beats 5 a.m., right? But I love you all. Remember, there's many ways to deal with mental health, but you have to take care of the basics just to see if that's it, right? A lot of us is going nuts, and it's because we're not sleeping. We're going nuts It's because we're dehydrated and we don't drink water. We're going nuts because we don't have enough potassium and magnesium and healthy fats in our blood and our body to help us operate. Our body is operating on a deficit, Vanishing calories with no nutrient density. That's called ice cream and cake and sugars and chips and french fries and fried chicken and all this junk that we eat and it makes us sick. 
So you have to put that in perspective. And and for years, I knew that I'm the man. I used to, you guys remember, I would come to you with all the information in the world. I just, at some point, it just I just was just stressed, man. And I had to say to myself, listen, life will get to you. But it's not an excuse to abuse the beautiful body that God and the universe built for you. You know what I'm saying? For us to, you know, I found something out today and I'll leave you guys on a note. This note, every scientist and every doctor in the world cannot explain how protein folds in a specific way and how life is created. So every time life is created and a baby or some type of animal or insect or something is born, it's considered a miracle every single time. There's no doctor, there's no sign, they're all, they just like, we understand the concept. We don't know how these things happen yet. We don't have the sophistication and the science and the, and the universal wisdom to understand the mechanism and the magic behind that. Think about it like this. Something in the universe through its great design rearranged the cones in your eyes to differentiate colors. So you could witness a sunrise and sunset, or you could witness the difference between, uh, you could see a rainbow or differentiate colors of flowers and pigments, and most animals on the planet can't do that. I think we're probably only the few species that can do that. So we are the divine or the universal observer of this planet we're on. We get to observe all of this stuff, which means that something created us so we could bear witness to the beauty of our creation. And on top of that, our creation in itself is a miracle every time it happens. So I, nobody knows how we're born and how that happens so perfectly every time. So we can't take our bodies, our minds, and our spirits for granted. They don't really belong to us. Something built, something created us out of so much love that we need to treat this as valuable assets of the universe. This is genetic information that's gonna go towards the next 10 billion years. We're gonna be responsible for how this planet moves and how it looks and feels in the next life for the next 20 million years. Just your existence, the fact that you're here makes you a miracle. So when you're depressed, sad, out of shape and life is getting to you, let's go above the noise and say to ourselves, well, at least I'm a miracle. Let me take a moment today let me respect the, the civilization that lives in my stomach called my micro, my gut microbiome, right? You have a civilization of bacteria that, that lives to serve you and, and expresses your gene expression and how healthy and what your kids are going to look like, what they're going to think about and how they're going to be and how healthy they're going to be. Every decision you make just doesn't affect you, it affects the entire universe, the entire galaxy, the entire solar system, the multiverse. We're all connected. So your recovery is, is a big step. But then let's recover from the negative aspects of our toxic lifestyles also. And in doing so, we will maximize our potential. And lastly, we will improve our mental health. You're listening to Sober is Dope. I'm Pop Buchanan. I love you all. You can follow me on Instagram at Sober is Dope, um, at Monk Healing, and at Pop Buchanan. You can follow us on Twitter at Sober is Dope at Monk Healing, at Pop Buchanan, at Meta is Dope. Go check out our NFTs. We're building a whole universe out there. The NFTs is exciting. 
Uh, what else? I love you all. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may God bless you in this moment. Thank you for listening to Sobers Dope. Please support. Please share. Please leave a review. And any donations to anything, you can send to PayPal at SoberIsDope at gmail.com sobersdope gmail at gmail.com it's my paypal address any donations go towards improving equipment getting better guests on the show and me being able to do this more consistently i love you remember it takes a village all right to raise the podcast right i love you all go in peace god bless you over and out